0: Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. Can church survive in this time of difficulties and challenge? I keep hearing of this deconstruction or deconversion from Christianity to other religions, like Christianity to Muslims or Christianity to um, non religious. And I keep hearing people, especially young people, leaving the church. LifeWay did the research. And in 2000, year 2000, the average church attendance in, in the United States was 137 people. But after 22 years, in 2022, last year, it went down to 55 From 137 to 55 people as the average church attendance. What's going on? It's almost like a church is losing the battle. It's like a modern culture is not allowing any place for churches to survive. So, is church losing the battle? Is church going to survive or sustain in the next few years? What if the whole church in the United States, not only in the United States, but all around the world disappear? Then, definitely, that would be a proof that Christianity is not really true and maybe god is not real we might have all kinds of implication about the uh, this trend or phenomena so can church really survive and that is the really question i want to delve w- delve with is god protecting the church if god is there why we're having all these troubles of uh, the decreasing number of church members in the church and whatnot so i want us to look at revelation chapter 11 verses 3 through 4 to find the answer so let's read that passage together and I will grant authority to my two witnesses and they will prophesy for 1260 days clothed in sackcloth there are the only two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth amen so there are three points I want to make The first one is protection. God is protecting the church. The second one is the persecution. The church will face the persecution. But the procession is church will uh, uh, victoriously march because the kingdom of God is prevailing. So let's go back to uh, the, today's passage to l- look at one by one. <clears throat> so the first of all, in verse, thir- verse 3 of this chapter, Owl who's God, I, God will grant authority to my two witnesses. Okay, who are these two witnesses? Some people say, some commentators say they are Moses and Elijah. But according to the context, these two witnesses are the corporate witnesses of the church corporate witnesses of church so not just the two people literally but the believers followers of christ jesus those who are filled by the holy spirit those who are witnessing the gospel of christ jesus these are the two witnesses and it says they will prophesy for 1200, 1260 days, twelve hundred twelve hundred sixty days days. 160 days this is a three and a half years okay now a lot of commentators say this is not a literal three and a half years time span this is actually from christ's jesus's death and resurrection until jesus's return so this is the time of the church the church being filled, filled with the holy spirit and being witnessing uh, witnessing for Christ Jesus so in other words these are the time 123 and a half three and a half years until uh, until the Jesus's return followers of Christ Jesus are the two witnesses and they are witnessing the gospel of Christ Jesus but how are they witnessing it says clothed in sackcloth now what happened when you why do they wear sackcloth they wear sackcloth according to the Old Testament uh, because of lamenting or mourning who why they are why are they mourning they're mourning about the sinfulness of the world so they are proclaiming the gospel of Christ Jesus to convict their sins the people's sins so that they would repent turn away from their sins and turn to Christ Jesus okay so that's the context here here and then verse 4. Talks more about these two witnesses. It says, "These are these are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the Earth." Hmm. What are these two olive trees and two lampstands? Now, this image is alluded in Ezekiel, uh, Zechariah. Zechariah chapter four. So we see that there's two lampstands, and then there's two olive trees surrounding. Okay. So what is going on here? Now this lampstands stands for uh, second temple, temple uh, built by the uh, built with, by the and then these two olive trees are the provider of the oil. So they put the oil. So, the, uh, the lampstand will lit 24 7. So, the lampstand, the temple of God, would be preserved. So, we can see this is the establishment and uh, preservation of the temple. Okay. Now, uh, the John is taking that exactly same imagery to this verse. So verse 4, we can see the uh, two olive trees and the two lampstands. Now, the uh, people of God, the, if you are born again Christian, if you have the Holy Spirit, then you are the temple of God according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. We are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And the Holy Spirit preserves us holy spirit empowers us he pours that when uh, Acts chapter 2 we see the 120 people receive the outpouring of the holy spirit but the holy spirit was poured out upon them in the form of fire so just like the fire the holy spirit lit the fire in us continually 24 7 so god is establishing establishing us god is preserving us as his temple as the church so what does this verses really talking uh, talk about verses three and four that we are the two witnesses we, the church is the two witnesses and until Jesus comes the church will continue to witness the gospel of Christ Jesus and they are the temple of God that God is sustaining them God is protecting them now from verses, 5 through 6, we see the ministry of these two witnesses. These two witnesses are, are going to proclaim the gospel and there will be some attack on them. And there will be some, um, the, uh, the, the people, other the adversaries are trying to attack them. However, God is going to protect them. So that's what the, uh, the content in the, verses, the following verses, first, first, verses 5 and 6. So what does that really mean? The first point is this, protection. God protects His church. God protects His church. Earlier, I mentioned that uh, uh, there's uh, the decrease of the church members, and then uh, there's some uh, a lot of young people are leaving the church. Does that mean the God, the church is going to destroy it? The church is going to be gone? Well, that is not the case. Yes, the trend could be discouraging. However, God is the one by His sovereign grace, by His sovereign power. He is going to protect His church, and that's what He has done, uh, so far. That from the beginning of the church, like in um, you know, Acts chapter. 2. Until now, there have been so many persecutions, but God has protected, God has preserved His churches, the body of Christ Jesus. Okay, so that's the first point. Now, the second point is this, persecution, persecution. So, verses 7 through 10 Talk about the persecution against this church. Now, these two witnesses, their main role was to witness the gospel of Christ Jesus. But when they finished witnessing, these two witnesses were killed. In other words, they were martyred. Now, now when this when these people were martyred, there was a great celebration and joy uh, from where? From the world. Now this world is full of sinful people. <coughs> And then when these two uh, witnesses were sharing the gospel, gospel of Christ Jesus, to uh, help people to repent, repent from their sin, some of them were very rebellious, and these people were very resistant to the gospel because they loved their sin so much, and they wanted to continue their sins. They wanted to walk in their darkness. But when these two witnesses were speaking the truth, they hated it. They did not want to listen to this message. But the others who were repentant, you know, their hearts were softened, and they were convicted, and they, they knew their sin was so, sins were so grievous, so they repented. They turned away from their sin, they stopped sinning, and then they came to Christ Jesus, and they were saved. Okay, so they became church. They became the part of the body of, body of Christ. But the others, they were, repent- they were not repenting of their sin. Now, when these two witnesses were dead, they're gone. So, their acu- uh, these, uh, the, the accusers for the sinners were gone. <clears throat> That's why the sinners were so happy about it. And they, <clears throat> they all uh, sing, they sang the song of joy. They were celebrated. However, here's the interesting thing. They celebrated for how long? three and a half days, much shorter than three and a half years. So what does that really mean? This persecution is there, however, the persecution is not going to be long. There is the expiration date. It's going to be going to be temporary. Now the persecution is is preceding. what's following? What is following? Procession. So that is the next point I want to make. There is the procession, there is the march for the victory. Verse 11, there's a turn of an event. After this persecution, after this celebration by the sinners against these two witnesses, God raised these two witnesses from the dead. So in other words, these two witnesses were resurrected this is definitely a turn of an event. And we see in verses 12, 12 through 14, God avenges, God revenges those people who celebrated over the uh, the death of these two martyrs, two witnesses. And God destroyed destroyed these evil dwarfs. And then verse 15, the procession is coming to the climax. And there's a proclamation victoriously saying, now the kingdom of The world has become the kingdom of our Lord Christ Jesus. And Jesus is going to rule the whole world victoriously and forever jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords and this marching band the angels and the 24 elders bowing down before the lord christ to jesus they were singing they're lifting up the banner of christ jesus this is definitely the most amazing cosmic procession about the kingdom of god kingdom of christ to jesus what a wonderful scene that we see And we will rule over the world with Christ Jesus forever. These two witnesses, even though they were dead, but they were were raised and they are going to rule with Christ Jesus forever in this world. So how wonderful promise and hope we have. Now this image is also alluded in Ezekiel chapter 37. We see the dead bones are being alive. What does that really mean? Ezekiel received this vision because Israel at the time was going through a very difficult time because they were under the Babylonian captive, so they lost their identity and you know their temples and you know all the problems. However. God has given them God gave them amazing amazing vision that uh, when the Holy Spirit was breathed breathed into the dead bones the death Valley there was this death dead bones became alive and they became the mighty army of God so that shows that Israel will become would become the totally free. They will receive the freedom from the Babylonian captive. Now, we see the turn of events right here. Yes, even though the churches were going through their very strong uh, oppositions and persecutions, and it's almost like a Babylonian captive because uh, they two. too... The, the, the countries like sodom and egypt as, as they were mentioned in this today's chapter chapter 11 those countries are representing the babylon modern day babylon the sinful kingdom kingdom of satan so these churches were undergoing undergoing very very difficult fiery persecution however just like we see in ezekiel chapter 37 we see the amazing amazing the victory against all these evil evil doors so now only the freedom from all these things, but also mighty rulership with Christ Jesus over this world is going to follow. So that procession will be forever. The kingdom of God, the banner of Christ Jesus will be forever. It will be lifted up forever. So how should we live? First of all, never, ever, ever lose your hope in God. God is sovereign of all things. God is orchestrating all the future. Not only the present, but the future event as well. So even though when the numbers and the media and all the other non-believers whisper in in our eyes, in our ears and saying, you know, the church is losing the battle. And the church is going to disappear in some years. Look at all these young people. They're leaving the church, and they're not coming back to the church. And even some uh, Christians are deconverting uh, de- to other uh, other beliefs. So that means, you know, church is not going to survive. Well, we have to fix our eyes on Christ Jesus, as in he- Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, because He is the author and a perfecter of our faith. If we do not look at Him, we'll lose our hope. And then we're just going to listen to all these temporary uh, false, false whispers and false news. We should not pay attention to that because, why? Because God is the protector. Even when there are fiery trials and persecutions, we see that the rate of martyrdom, martyrdom is increasing every day, every five minutes. There is one person is dying for Christ Jesus. Does that mean the church is losing the battle? Not at all. God is holding. God is winning. And God is leading so many people still to Christ Jesus. And where there there are fiery persecutions happening all around the world, we see even there is a revival. There's a great awakening happening. So never lose your hope. God is doing amazing works. So do not be deceived. Do not be dismayed by all this pseudo news or a fact. They are not true. God's word is true that the word of God is this, the truth is this, God protects his church. Yes, there will be some persecutions, and then we might go through all the persecutions, but even if we lose our physical life, the next generation of two witnesses are going to continue this banner of Christ Jesus until Christ comes, so that they will continue to share the gospel witness uh, about Christ Jesus. So, speaking of which, the next point of application is is this, we need to live we need to proclaim as witnesses. This witnessing job, two witnesses, are not limited to Moses and Elijah. It's not limited to a church leaders or pastors. Now, if you're a true Christian, if you're a truly regenerated, born-again Christian, then you are witness. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive the power. You will be His witnesses. And then you will be everywhere, starting from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all around the world. So you are His witnesses. So you and I need to live as this witness. Yes, this witnesses, as we saw into this passage um, in the chapter, chapter 11, they received a great deal of persecution to the point of death. However, that is not the end. The good news is that God is going to raise us up, okay? And we are going to rule with Him. We are going to be a part of this procession, amazing, glorious procession to lift up the name of Christ Jesus over all other things. So, let, it, let us continue to preach the word. Let us continue to deliver this message of the triumphant Christ Jesus so that we will see the protection. And also, even in the midst of all the persecution, we will join the procession because God protects His church and His church will prevail by His power in the midst of persecution. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You so much for this hope. Yes, Lord, it is very difficult when we see uh, the young people leaving the church, and when we see old—only old people are coming to church. Even that number is decreasing. But Father, we are not losing our hope. We are not going to be uh, discouraged or worried because you protect this church, so that Father, we want to continue to live as your witnesses. So Father, please help us and guide us to fix our eyes on you, and then always um, let let our hands and feet dirty uh, to through. Uh, going to the world and through proclaiming your word for your kingdom, for your glory. Father, please lead us and guide us. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.